Proverbs 18, 16 says, A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. Sometimes a gift is a demonstration of love and respect, but other times a gift is considered a bribe and would be unethical and even illegal in some cases. For example, if I'm invited to come to your house for a visit and I arrive with a box of chocolates or some other small gift or food item, that would be fitting and considered classy or thoughtful by most people. But if I show up with a large amount of money shoved in an envelope, <laughs> and then during my visit I ask you to do something for me that's sinful, unethical, or even illegal in exchange for that gift, that would obviously be wrong and inappropriate. You may remember that Jacob sent his ten sons down to Egypt to get corn from Pharaoh's second-in-command, having no idea that that second-in-command was his long-lost son Joseph. And in Genesis 43:11 it says, And their father Israel said unto them, If it must be so now, do this. Take of the best fruits in the land in your vessels, and carry down the manna present, a little balm, and a little honey, spices, and myrrh, nuts, and almonds. Now why was that appropriate? Well, for one thing, there was no law against it. And the reality is, this was standard practice in that day. Under normal circumstances, approaching a foreign leader without any kind of gift would be considered an insult, and that was the intelligence that Jacob was operating under. Think wise men, frankincense, myrrh, and uh, gold <laughs> to give to Jesus when he was born. When I worked in government, uh, we couldn't take anything more than like a bottle of water or a cup of coffee. Anything of any th real value accepted as a gift like that would get you fired. In the private sector, it's a little different, but a lot of companies have really tightened the rules on gifts because of uh, so much abuse and unethical bribes and payoffs that have taken place over the years. Keep in mind our proverb isn't necessarily teaching us what to do as much as making a statement of fact. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. And that's not necessarily a good thing. It's just a very real fact of life. The ultra-wealthy donate large amounts of money to schools and hospitals and have, like, wings to hospitals built and that sort of thing. And many times it's a tax write-off that also gets their foot in the door and brings them into contact with powerful people that they can benefit from in business matters. And of course, this is how politics works in America today. But what's really interesting is how this applies to our relationship with God. Our works and our own gifts do nothing to win God over. The fact is, the only way we can be right with God and be assured of going to heaven uh, to be with Him and not going to hell when this life is over is to receive his gift to us not as a result of him taking a gift from us Ephesians 2 8 says for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God and Romans 6 23 puts it like this for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord sort of turns this proverb on its head when it comes to our relationship with God. We must receive God's gift before God will make room for us. 
But once we have repented toward God with faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ, receiving the gift of salvation provided in His shed blood in death on the cross and the victory He won over sin and death when He rose from the dead, then and only then can we rest assured that when this life is over, we will be brought in before our great God and Savior. Jesus alone gets the glory for our salvation because it's His gift that gains us access to His salvation and eternal glory. It's His gift that gets us in the door. <laughs> and for that reason, we say with Paul in 2 Corinthians 9:15, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift.